The Niche Podcast Podcast, and part three in this series, is your backstage pass to some of the most innovative business podcast conversations you're likely to find. Oh, I wouldn't. I know the substance is the part I wouldn't change. And if you're in the only place you're gonna you're gonna have me bugging you in the future is if if you're thinking you could take on advertiser two and three. I think those kinds of conversation might can be potentially more interesting than you expect because what you can offer them can be a very different look than traditionally what people are doing, including what you're doing now, which works. But the ability for them to also contribute content where instead of you just doing a piece, give them the opportunity to provide, if they desire, some of their own audio. And this is yeah. something I do. Like, this isn't you or anybody on your side coordinating it, but it's me reaching out and saying, hey, uh, to their marketing department, to the contacts, saying, hey, we'll build content for you if you want to say a few words. Even record them over the phone and um, doctor up the audio so that you've actually got a representative of their solution or their software or their service talking about their stuff that you can turn into all sorts of... Um, clips that slip into the show or slip in when you're doing promos that type of thing um because it's topical that's good advice i i, I can and i can definitely i'd like another sponsor i i i i will i will i will pursue that again soon but that that's great advice and i appreciate it that's awesome man the fact that you can sit there and say i want another sponsor puts you in like a very minority class of people who who did a um, startup podcast on their own and produced it all themselves very small where somebody's sitting there saying hey you know what I need I need another sponsor that's <laughs> that's rarefied air um, when you really think about it I, I, I have I have realized that and I'm very appreciative of it and I like to think I do a good job but like I said at the beginning it's a really good idea and it was my wife's idea <laughs> That's how you do it. You, you clearly you can pick them. You're putting together a good show. You got a good voice for podcasting. No home run. I'm a, like I said, I'm a fan. I can listen to it, and it's good for me because it makes me listen, which means it does what I wanted it to do, which is get my mind off work for you know 20 minutes or whatever. I'm astonished. I, I hear from immigration attorneys that a lot of them are listening to it while they're working out, and I just don't see that. <laughs> there is nothing motivating. Uh, from a sweat perspective, I think, from my voice talking about the Third Circuit's published decision on immigration, but to each their own. If well, it if, works, it works. If they really have to think, though, maybe that takes them away from the pain. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, <laughs> oh, I can make it, here's, you know, or it hurts more, so you forget about it. <laughs> so, yeah, 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 I've tried to do little things about, about I don't know, 30, 40 episodes ago, I decided, all right. Because the majority of immigration decisions are going to be adverse to the non-citizen, and we are immigration attorneys, so we're usually rooting for the non-citizen. And so I decided, you know what, I'm going to start off every episode with a win for the non-citizen. And almost every week that's possible, because I'm talking about, if you include the Supreme Court, 13 different tribunals publishing immigration decisions each week. So there's usually at least one that's at least partially favorable for the non-citizen. And then, as you heard with the ones that are adverse to the non-citizen, I'm still trying to give practice pointers and, and creative arguments mm -hmm. that might have had a different outcome. So trying to give some, some value there, but 
the reason it's such a good idea, again, my wife, Kim, is because just explaining the decision is value for immigration attorneys because no one's got time to read these decisions, but we all should be. And that that's great. One of, one of the, one of my colleagues told me, it's like that that's the best part about this podcast. I don't, I don't have to create content. I just need to outline decisions yeah. that are already being written by very smart people. <laughs> I don't have to think of anything. I just, I, I, it's, I, as I outline them, I think of how I would think as I'm reading it. Yeah. And I, that's being successful. It works so far. Well, congratulations. I'm, I, I feel like I've covered most of the topics I wanted to, to get into, but again, uh, random that I came across it, and um, it's fun though. I, I listen to a lot of my client shows for the same reason. You know, I I don't know IT asset disposition, and I don't know Yiddish, but they're passionate about it, and they know and can give me a deep dive that I can't turn the channel and get anywhere else. And I I think that's a ton of value. And if you're doing it B two B, that's a huge value. Can I flip the script a bit then on you, Tom, and? And ask, because uh, I find that amusing, you have a podcast about podcasts. I do. Why did you decide to do that? And and how, because I, I have found, I have no experience interviewing people. I've just kind of jumped into it as a side part of this podcast. It's not easy interviewing people and making it engaging. Why, why did you decide to do a podcast about podcasts? Well, and what have you learned about interviewing people? I've learned, and and, and just to be... Uh, a counterpoint, I feel like interviewing is easier. I feel like as long as the person you invited on the show has a point of view and they're free and comfortable to express it. And that in large part is why all my interviews are done almost entirely with phone calls because people who are subject matter experts, but not used to podcasting, very comfortable with a phone. They'll be themselves and they'll slide into a conversation that's comfortable. And if they're a subject matter expert, that's all you need. Let them roll. And right. I don't care if we chat for 35 minutes or we chat for an hour and 35 minutes. If they can go, and I can go, and I'm interested, uh, that's the best I can do. So with zero planning outside of picking the guest and maybe what you kind of want to discuss – but even that I kind of shy away from because you never know where they're going to take it. And it might blow up every question after the hello. So, and it's probably a better place to go because they're smart and I just want to engage them. So I think letting smart people get together and just rip is the easiest way to create engaging content for the most part. And it for CEO types and the people I'm trying to get podcasting, I usually tell the marketing person, I'm like, listen, I'm like, if I don't want you podcasting, I, w I want the CEO. Tell me who's too busy to podcast, and that's who should be podcasting in the building. And my job is to make sure they don't waste any time shopping for equipment, figuring anything out. No, just a phone call. So it's the phone call thing for me not only enables, I think, a, a level of relaxation and takes away a fear of the unknown, with, you know, maybe they don't know the video thing I just sent them, that's the link or whatever it is that they jump on the phone with, like, the, the phone takes it away in terms of, like, this feels like a podcast now, and I have to go into character. It, it also allows me to, yeah, record anywhere at any time. 
It's a good point. And I, I've been doing the video and extracting the audio because I thought that that would benefit, but I don't know if it always does. It, it, it enables me to use my better microphone, and if they have a good mic on the other end, it enables them to use it. That's why I liked it. But I've listened to your episodes, too, and people sound fine. Yeah. And, of course, phones been around forever. Yeah, and I think even when it sounds different, it doesn't sound as rich. Like, y your voice will sound more tinny than mine, and there's not a lot I can do about it. But everybody's heard people call into a radio show and like, or a business radio show or a TV show. Like it's not a foreign thing to hear whatever the hum of a telephone brings kind of thing. It's not offensive. And like you haven't had any interference or, you know, nothing's going weird with the call. So I wouldn't expect there's going to be any issues with our sound in any way. And then um, it gives me, two separate tracks so I can run it through a leveler if there was background noise, all those types of things. But um, that's my sort of, again, but every step of the way I have to lean towards what you were saying before is as soon as I give you homework, you're not going to renew. And so everything from, I'll even sell advertisers, like that type of thing. Like if it's, I know the people I want to work with don't have time to, in general, expand their podcast. Because most of the time, I'm the one who called them up and said, you should have a podcast. They're not like you. They didn't, their wife wasn't in their ear saying, oh, you should do this, it's blowing up. <laughs> I'm their wife at, at, at that point in time, and they don't even know me that well usually. So, it, but I'm the one planting the seed. So it's, it is a different thing, and you're way ahead of the game. But um, I, it's fun, it's so much fun. I get to hear people on all different topics send me hours and hours of stuff every week i haven't watched tv in a year it is it is a lot of fun. it is a lot of fun it's a lot of work and it's a lot of fun and like i said at the beginning it's making me a better lawyer so really it's win-win until i have a kid and then god help me oh well before you have a kid definitely go back on meg's uh podcast <laughs> I'm going to email Meg right after this and remind her that we said we were going to talk again. Cool. And she follows my show because she's on it twice a week. Like I record all my calls with Meg. I rec it's my show is mostly calls with clients or people who follow my product development with me and call me up and say, Hey, did you find this software? That kind of thing. But, um, she'll hear it and she'll see, you know, I'll have, um, just like she did, I'll have Instagram clips and whatnot. So, um, I'll want to get. I want to make sure I use all the links you want me to use in terms of, because uh, you you know you'll get a ton of links out of this. Like probably I'll probably create like twenty five new URLs that I'll just link to you from anywhere from iTunes to YouTube to my own website. So I'm um, wow. more than happy to do it. It's a brave new world, Tom, and I'm, I'm happy to know people like you who can can help help along the way. I mean. Everything is changing. Yeah. I'm, well, I feel less anxious now, but I feel somewhat part of it. Yeah. It's all, it seems it's, like I'm yeah, going by for a little bit. And there's no rules. That's, that's the, that might be the hardest thing to adjust to, is that there is no prescription, you know, for, for the workflow or anything else. Yeah. And I find that that's even with me selling it to people and saying, you don't have to worry about the workflow. They can't picture it. 
um, what running a podcast is going to feel like or creating a podcast is going to feel like because they don't have a buddy in their ear saying, oh, I just got done doing a podcast and it was awesome. Like they're going to be the you first guys, one 99% of the time. With the lawyers too, you probably know, but lawyers by definition are risk adverse. I mean, that's, that is the depth and that's what, that's what people, that's what lawyers do. They, they, <laughs> they tell people to stop being risky. Not, and lawyers also don't want, most lawyers don't want to be marketers. They, I think that there's an idea that you shouldn't have to sell yourself, that your work should speak for itself. Um, and that, hopefully that doesn't go away, but also it's it's a different world now than it used to be. We're not talking about billboards necessarily on I-95. But there is another problem with lawyers. It's not their fault. It's, we are taught not to speak unless you are 100% sure. The The idea of doing what I'm doing and going on the air and giving pseudo legal advice, and I'm very clear that it's not legal advice, but even though I try to cabin what I say, I use certain language so it can't be deemed as if I'm telling you exactly what it is and I have the disclaimers. Even with all of that, I'm exposed most I mean, you're you're as exposed as somebody who wants to sue you. I believe I'm doing everything right, but lawyers are taught not to do what I'm doing. Time is money, so if you're giving your expertise away for free, you're already not doing what a lawyer is supposed to do. And also, you shouldn't be doing something that people could rely on you because then it could be seeming like you're giving legal advice. But with podcasts and with social media, things are changing. And the bar rules will probably catch up, but I don't know if they have yet. And all of that is said to, to now say with my own disclaimer that I think everything I'm doing is within the bar rules. <laughs> but it's a scary thing. And that's why it's one of the reasons that I do so much editing. It's one of the reasons that I give it so much time is I don't, I don't want to be wrong. I, I don't, and I don't even want to say something that could be perceived as being wrong because then I might be exposed. No, I wouldn't be comfortable editing your podcast. If you <laughs> called me and you were like, hey, you know, I'd really like you to be the producer. Just, just, I mean, I really question your thinking on that. <laughs> <Be like, laughs> I feel like, uh, yeah, in the way you do it, and that goes back to like my opening, which is why it does impress me how, because what, you, the, what you're doing versus what Meg's doing, which is shooting the breeze with other attorneys. Or shooting the breeze with former prosecutors or private investigators or, you know, guys who run um, lie detectors and do interrogations like that's shooting the breeze. Um, but then again, if I if I if I sent Meg homework for three hours of prep, I'd be fired from her producer spot so quick it'd make my head spin. <laughs> so <laughs> so that was that was how it naturally evolved into the offering that I make, which is, um, and before you said most people don't want to be marketers. So I always have to argue, you shouldn't be recording a phone call that you wouldn't have had any, that you wouldn't happily have had anyway, because a using point. a That's podcast necessary. should be able to get big enough fish on the phone. Because when you get their gatekeeper, you say, no, 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 no. I want to invite them on my podcast. And then all of a sudden the, everything's different. Instead of you calling somebody up and saying, I'd love to have a relationship with you. I think there's synergy. You're calling them up and saying, come on my podcast. Then they bullshit with you for an hour and a half. And 
then they talk about you golf on the weekend and happy hour next week. Like you can't beat that. So that's the whole pitch for me is no, don't plan. Just call people. If you'll get good people, if you make calls, like it's that easy. Um, LinkedIn's an easy tool for it. And, um, but yeah, that's how I answer that. It's, you know, you do, if you're the CEO, you should be talking to other CEOs. If you're the, a partner, you should be talking to some, I don't know, get some judges. What do you want to be found for when people Google stuff? Give me their names or get them on the show. When they get Googled, you'll get found. Um, so maybe a personal injury attorney should have chiropractors on. Maybe an immigration right. attorney should have a family law attorney and a, for this format, not your format, because um, it's going to be the rare attorney who's going to take on your format. But for somebody who wants to cheat, that's the format. It's bring on family law, bring on criminal, and then oh, I, I do, I, I do the shoot, I do the shoot the breeze, the special episodes, the interviews. I, I, um, I. So you know, eight episodes back, I interviewed. My fellow, I'm actually in San Diego, but I, my firm is based in Miami. I interviewed fellow Miami immigration attorney, Laura Kelly, who is also a certified life coach. And that was, that was shooting the breeze. I, I enjoy that too. But that's a lot of editing too. I take out the ums. Those special episodes are, I don't know, six hours of editing, four hours of editing minimum. But maybe I'm doing too much, but, but also why not? Well, I don't take out the ums. You get but pick. I also, you know, I also, I also try to make us sound a bit better, um, talk faster, and because I don't know, I'm not, I'm not comfortable with, with, with not. But maybe well, I'm you wrong. don't do it very often. Like if you I don't do it very often. Like what I've found is Meg started out with some concern, some preparation. What she's now found is the more preparation she does, the more editing she ends up doing. Or yeah. not editing, but she'll say, hey, take this out, take that out. Um, how we edit is just her literally stopping a conversation and saying, wait, cut that out. Or the guest saying, wait, cut that out. Um, she doesn't go back and listen to anything. It just magically appears on the internet three days after <laughs> she records it. Um, and uh, yeah, I bamboozled her. I told her my previous affiliations with Whites and Luxembourg and LexisNexis that um, she could trust me to put out you know, content you didn't have to worry about. And so far, no problem. Well, I think you're doing a good job with her, a great job with her, and a great job with this. And I hope that she listens and hit me up, and we'll talk again, Meg. She will. I loved it. She will, for sure. I'll make sure of it. Um, but thanks, man. I appreciate the time you just gave me, and um, I'll keep listening to your podcast. Thanks, Tom. Thanks for reaching out, and we'll be in touch. Yeah, no sweat. I'll definitely be emailing you a whole package of little videos or clips of this conversation that you can throw out on social media if you so desire thank you yeah man talk to you soon the niche podcast podcast thanks again for tuning in and don't forget to subscribe anywhere you listen